is 18 minutes before the hour here on the Toronto Large Radio Show, and we're pleased to continue this morning with Steve McDonald. He's with New Media Militia and also is now the publisher of GraniteGrok.com. Steve uh, came in a bit early, and we were talking about Southern New Hampshire University. We found uh, the article that I was referencing. We didn't find it where I found it, but we found it on CollegeFix.com. And... I have sent the link to Josh. He will include it with the archive of the last segment, which may be attached to this one. But we found the email, and I I don't know if we want to go back to it, but uh, oh, my head. Anyhow, Steve, what did you have planned for New Media Militia this morning? you know, last week, uh, Kimberly By the way, you've fast become a favorite of this this audience. I get a lot of great feedback from uh, from your segment, so thank you for doing it. I'm not exactly part of the Republican outrage machine, but hey, you never know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, To quote Ray Buckley, who has yet to apologize for calling rural, non-registered New Hampshire voters white supremacists and extremists. Anyway, (laughs) to my point, I like to talk about Antifa and I like to talk about the college indoctrination and I like to talk about all those things because they all tie together with the suppression of speech. Now, um, nobody in New Hampshire, as far as I know, still Democrats has has denounced Antifa or the violence. There is a little bit of an increase in the media. Speaking about the violence, um, of course, Nancy Pelosi came out a week or so ago and said, oh, uh, that's bad. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> she's just saying that. She doesn't really mean it. Uh, but I, I went and did a little research on Antifa because I was I was curious. I actually saw a picture of their logo next to the original 1932 logo of the anti-fascist action movement, which was formed in Germany. Uh, it was proclaimed by the German Communist Party in their newspaper, The Red Flag. Okay, little flags going off in your head there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Back in Berlin in July 1932. Uh, And it's basically, the logo is the same. They've switched the flags. They're going a different direction. We've posted it at graniterock.com. But uh, these people are basically socialists working with the workers' unions and all those good things. And uh, their mission was to uh, stop the national socialists. So we're talking about actual Marxist socialists, the far, far left, working against the efforts of the national socialists, the not quite so far left, <laughs> and and trying to come to terms with who was going to have power. Now, obviously, back in the 30s, the national socialists beat the red shirts, the brown shirts beat the red shirts, okay? But ever since then, the communists have done a very fine job of saying that Nazis are right-wing. Well, they are right-wing Let's say if the sun is constitutional conservatism as we understand it, okay, the, ne- the Neptune, and, Neptune and Uranus way out, way out in the distance, and you can mm-hmm. pick which one it is, are the communists and national socialists. Okay, it's really, really far over. But since one is to the right of the other, that's right wing to them. So everything is to the right of Antifa mm-hmm. historically, right? So if you understand that, anybody who supports Antifa – Against national socialists, and national socialists are nasty people. They always have been. Yep. Okay? Can't, can't deny that. The Hitler, Mussolini. Yeah. You know, bad folks. Bad folks. But just understand what they mean when they say alt-right. They're really talking about alt-not-so-left. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So, and these are the people who are trying to suppress their speech. That's what they're saying. What they're really trying to do is suppress all speech. Like we said, the speech intimidation boot camp. Well, this is just another aspect of it. They're creating a culture of violence to intimidate speech. Now, over the weekend, there was a rally in, let me see if I can find the link here real quick, uh, in Portland. And it was a, a pra- Patriot Prayer rally. And I don't know anything about them. 
I, I don't even care. They were going to have a peaceful rally. Well, they had to move it because word was that Antifa was going to show up and they were going to cause trouble. Okay, so this is the socialist socialists claiming these people are nationalists, basically national socialists, to suppress, suppress speech. But the message is the threat of intimidation, the threat of violence forced them to move their rally. It's causing people to not speak out because these Marxist communists, basically, and a lot of them are public college students, are threatening to show up. There's an event coming up, or there was a reported event in uh, Richmond, Virginia, at the General Lee statue, mm-hmm. and the, where is it, the crime insider sources said police have intel that the group Antifa will show up. So in advance, the minute somebody announces an event that is going to be a free speech event, these people say, we're going to be there. Mm. Now what do you do? The police are like, well, what do we do? Sometimes they don't issue the permit for the event. Suppression of speech. Okay? People got to wake up. Now, not just wake up to the problem, because Antifa hasn't gone anywhere. They're just going to keep doing this until somebody steps up and stops them. Um, Why aren't... Who isn't denouncing them? Ask yourself that. Who isn't denouncing them? Ray Buckley's not denouncing them. Carol Shea Porter, Gene Shaheen, Ann Custer. Just talk about the Democrats in the state of New Hampshire. Are there any Manchester politicians who are Democrats running for office that haven't denounced this nonsense? I don't know. But maybe you could ask them, what's your stand on Antifa? It appears they're suppressing uh, suppressing free speech. How do you feel about that? Make them answer the question. Get them on the record. Because if you don't do it, they're not going to come out and say it. Because as I stated in my article last week, Democrats in New Hampshire can't denounce Antifa because they are Antifa. It is a feature of their ideology to allow violence to occur to advance their agenda. (laughs) You know, in a, in, a, in a way, it's like the Democrats' use of the KKK all over again. It's pretty much the same thing, but now they're just calling everybody white supremacists to justify it in the public's perception. Hello. Uh, how many times have I been on the receiving end of that one by people, uh, you know, who are part of this uh, we're tolerant as long as you agree with us movement and have, you know, sabotaged me in front of uh, the board of aldermen, the board of school committee, social media, and everything else. Will they take me on? Will they come to the microphone? No. They send me stupid notes like, "Ah, oh, yes, wow, I'm not going to legitimize your 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 show by coming on because you're hate filled, whatever, whatever, whatever." Okay. Well, that's the thing, and and the idea again, along with the college intimidation boot camp, is to create the culture and the perception that it's okay that you should, in fact. The middle class, whatever's left of it, however this proceeds, should embrace the idea of safety and security only under the umbrella where the government is allowed to decide who can speak and when. <laughs> okay? That's what they're after. Well, yeah, but that, that, that's, that's exactly what the founding fathers didn't want to uh, have happen. That's exactly what you they did But, you know, we happen. can't pay attention to what the founding fathers wanted to happen because the lie is, is they were all evil slave owners that wanted to uh, benefit economically by ruining, ruining the lives of the poor underclasses, particularly those that they enslaved. And so everything they did is illegitimate, must be tossed out. Well, you know, they are the uh, first people to create a government that was the first government to ever actually ban slavery. Oh. So. Stop confusing me with facts. <laughs> it's, it's really inconvenient. But ever since they did that, it's been their fault. Slavery is their fault. They were the first ones to ban it. It's always going to be their fault. So anyway, um, again. Yeah, I know what the really insulting thing about all that is, though. Um, 
it ignores the, the, the millions of people over time who have fought to right that wrong, who have died to right that wrong, who have bled to right that wrong, who have made it their personal cause in life to right that wrong. And they've perverted that into a paradigm that perpetuates that wrong because having the industry around that wrong, uh, like for Jesse Jackson and uh, Al Sharpton and all the attention they get, all the money they extort out of corporate America, all of the fanfare they get when they go to places like, uh, uh, what's it in Missouri there? (sighs) Oh, uh, yeah, or Baltimore or whatnot. <laughs> Why did I just forget the name of that community? Uh, Ferguson. In Ferguson. Thank you. I knew it started with an F. You know, Ferguson, you know, but, you know, so there's a whole industry you know, built around it and a whole political class that is built around the perpetuation of the lie that nothing's changed. There's just another form of slavery. As a matter of fact, um, one of the people that contacted me about the Manchester Education Association's equity training, their ballyhooed thing that I really wish I could have gone to, but couldn't. One of the people uh, said to me that, uh, you know, one thing you need to understand in today's diverse world is that slavery has changed, but it really hasn't. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, these were the same people who said it was culturally insensitive to hand out turkeys to people of diverse uh, uh, um, uh, diverse backgrounds because of their uh, uh, on Thanksgiving because of oh we, we can't we can't we can't we can't help them understand how to celebrate a uniquely American holiday and why we celebrate it the way we do. Nope, we're being culturally insensitive if we hand them a turkey rather than you know a box of yams or whatever it is from wherever they come from. <laughs> they may so not they, even said one of the people. They may not even know how to cook a turkey. How culturally insensitive of you to give them one? That's, what? That's really awful. Uh, you know, this is the kind of crap that's happening. It is. It's very real. And they never complain about them culturally appropriating our other constitutional rights or our other <laughs> holidays, just that one. So, Yeah, well, witness a, another melee at the uh, University of New Hampshire where that uh, uh, woman was allowed to go on unchecked, verbally harassing, stalking, and otherwise abusing uh, people dressed up for Senko de Mayo. Mm-hmm. Huh? 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 Okay, we're going to have to close every Mexican restaurant. <laughs> can't, can't appropriate that culture well, actually no there was there was actually an article somewhere as you mentioned it that uh uh there was a mexican restaurant that had a you know a gringo chef a white guy is a chef that was cultural misappropriation they demanded that they fire the chef and get an authentic mexican to to cook the mexican food well it's all part of the same culture and and uh, uh. to emphasize this maryland congressman anthony brown has proposed legislation that would force every american college to define rules for acceptable speech this is important because we're back to boot camp again it would include federal money for small schools that need assistance in meeting the laws reporting and enforcement requirements and it would also punish schools who get federal dollars if they don't comply so a congressman has basically tried to pass a bill that would guarantee intimidation boot camp occurs in every university in america that takes federal money um it's a little on the crazy side you have to ask yourself you know i I don't it has no chance of passing but it's in somebody's head a democrat congressman has proposed it any democrat in congress who stands for free speech needs to object or denounce this idea and not support this now say this again what did he propose he proposed a bill let me go read it again right out of the article that would force every American college to define rules for acceptable speech. <laughs> He's basically saying that the, that the fighting words exception doesn't do enough to stop hate speech. 
uh-huh. and he's going to fix yeah, it. So the UNH uh, 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 politically correct speech guide, or whatever they called it, bias-free it's diversity speech guide, yeah. would be an, an institutionalization of that yeah. kind of thinking. Oh. So uh, whenever I have problems with free speech and issues, and, and Ken White at um, PopeHat.com has not written about this particular thing yet. He will. He is a liberal, but he is a free speech lawyer, and he is a very good one. And he wrote. You cannot destroy a value in order to save it. Nazis like terrorists hope that we will abandon principles and fundamentally change who we are out of fear. Assault is assault. Threats are threats. Murder is murder. And all of them should be vigorously investigated and prosecuted. The allowance for self-defense by those threatened by Nazis should reasonably be generous. But despicable speech is protected by the First Amendment and should remain so. Our present circumstances show why... It is sheer terrified madness to entrust a board, power, a broad power to prevent or punish speech upon a, fisk, fisk, a fickle state. Now, if you replace the word Nazis with the word Antifa or the word Ray Buckley and New Hampshire Democrats or the <laughs> Andrew Brown or whatever, you come up with the same thing. You cannot destroy the value in order to save it. If you make this move, if you push speech suppression in any form by, from the government, you will suffer. Because no matter what you think you believe now, at some point, it will butt butt heads with the government, local, state, or national, and they will suppress your speech, and you won't be able to stop them. (sighs) But... On the flip side, the court— It's sunny and beautiful outside. Yeah, yeah. but on the flip side, in defense of free speech, which I kind of find an oddity, the uh, federal court has struck down Manchester's uh, panhandling ordinance— which I didn't get to today, I'll get to it tomorrow, because um, it's an infringement on free speech. Panhandling is free speech. Yeah, people have the right to pester you for cash while you're, you know, dining, uh, driving your car, or otherwise uh, doing this is infringement on their free speech rights to have laws that are meant to uh, make sure that We could do a whole show on what is and isn't free speech. Yeah. (laughs) But in defense of that, I would rather go that way than the other way. I, I mean, I don't agree. I don't, I don't think pole dancing is free speech. I don't think it's speech at all. I think it's something local governments need to debate and talk about and decide as a culture locally. You know? right. But um, panhandling is another issue that's local. Free speech is free political speech. Speaking out against your government and government officials, that right. sort of thing. You know why we have panhandling today on the degree that we have homelessness too? Because the same group who argues that that's free speech uh, argued that the society did not have a vested interest in um, uh, institutionalizing the mentally ill. Mm-hmm. Thank you very no, much. Well, it's all connected. Yes, it is. We're going to take a final check for traffic, weather, and sports. Uh, we'll be back with a preview of tomorrow's busy show. We're not done yet. Stay with us, Steve. As always, thanks for uh, your keen insights and discussions on Grant these topics. Com, new media militia. Com. Check it out. Ah, NewMediaMilitia.com. All righty, folks. Another busy Monday is in the uh, in the can, so to speak. Tomorrow, uh, Jim Gadette joins us for public uh, safety this week. Community connections with the Granite United Way are on tap. And the, uh, let me see, candidate for Ward 12 School Board, Kelly Ann Thomas, will join us. As well, plus we'll have coverage of that little news nugget I just dropped on you regarding the um, ruling of a federal court, panhandling, free speech. Oh, my head. That and oh, so much more. For the entire team here at Toronto at Large, I am your ever humble host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. Until Monday. No, that's today. Until tomorrow. 
Yeah, I thought it was Friday already. Be good. Be well. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. We're proud to have the audience. Thanks for being there. Please remember our sponsors. Give them the first opportunity to earn your business and let them know you heard about them on Draw at Large. It matters. Teaser for tomorrow. Guess who the number one paid superintendent in New Hampshire now is? Oh, my head.